Hello and welcome to another episode of BQ Movie Reviews. Today we're here to discuss the next film in the MCU, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is it good? Is it bad? Does it come before or after Avengers Infinity War? You'll find out about that in just a moment. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of BQ Movie Reviews. My name is Christopher Rodriguez and today I'm here to discuss the film Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, let's start off with that synopsis. Scott Lang is grappling with the consequences of his choices as both a hero and a father. Approached by Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym, Lang must once again don the Ant-Man suit and fight alongside the Wasp. The urgent mission soon leads to secret revelations from the past as the dynamic duo finds itself in an epic battle against a powerful new enemy. Alright. So, with that being said, um, so let's start off with the pros. So, yeah, so this, this film, as I'm sure you may or may not be aware, is the next uh, installment in this MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> um, there's been... 10 years of films, uh, this being one of them, and uh, this, this kind of uh, well-oiled machine is kind of just keeps on moving, keeps on going, right? <clears throat> and it's no different in this one. This one is actually a sequel to the first Ant-Man, but yet it is also following this nice kind of story that's kind of, kind of we interweaving within the other films, right? The good thing about these but the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that even though it is its like kind of own contained movie, it also does have certain events that, let's say catastrophic events or certain other events that kind of tie into it, you know? Um, and, I mean, no spoilers, really. I mean, if there is any, which I try not, normally not to, um, though the movie's been out for quite a while. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm going to try to refrain from doing saying any spoilers just in case you haven't seen the movie yet or you're waiting for it to come out on digital or whatever the case is so anyway so we get the returning characters of scott lang of course dr hank pym um uh, we also get um jen van dyne as well uh i'm sorry not jen hope hope van dyne and we also do get some kind of new characters you know the well, let, let, let me just say that the, vil, the, the one kind of good and yet bad thing about the villains in the MCU is it's kind of either hit or miss. You either like them or you don't. You know, uh, if you actually listen to my other review for Avengers Infinity War, which you should if you haven't heard it already, um, you know, I, I say that honestly Thanos I thought was a very good villain, <clears throat> you know, in my opinion. Now... Going coming to this film, the next installment in the MCU, um, I kind of feel like the good thing about a villain, I feel, um, is when a villain thinks he's doing the right thing, no matter what. Um, that's what was one of the kind of good and yet kind of weird things uh, for for um, Thanos. But for this character, uh, you actually have Ghost, who. She has her reasons for doing what she's doing. Again, I won't go too much into detail. But I thought she actually did a really... She played a really good role in this story. It wasn't like a very meaty role. Um, you know, she really didn't have... I mean, she had screen time. Don't get me wrong. I thought she had a, a decent screen time. 
But I wouldn't say she's like the real bad person in this movie, even though she kind of comes across that. Um, this film actually has like a bunch of different dynamics. Uh, uh, you know, so much so that it's like so many things are happening at the same time, but yet it's self-contained. It, it feels like it's flowing naturally. Uh, it doesn't feel like there's really too much of a pacing problem in this film. And, you know, I guess the really big question was, does this film take place before Infinity War or after Infinity War? Um, I will say the end credit scene uh, or post credit scene or yeah, yeah. Yeah, post-credit scene? Yeah, yeah, I believe it's post-credit scene. Um, pretty much explains where this movie's kind of fitting in. Um, as you can see, even in the trailers, you see that, you know, Ant-Man's kind of like on house arrest and stuff like that. And, you know, there's really not much going on. He hasn't been Ant-Man for a while and stuff like that. But, you know, the, the cool thing about this, like I said, it's kind of like um, a reintroduction to the character. You know, like you get to know again, like where he came from, why he did what he did, you know. Uh, and the cool thing is, Michael Pena comes back and T.I., you know, and and uh, it's uh, it's actually kind of cool to kind of see these characters kind of come back, especially because in the first film, whether you liked it or not, I thought Michael Pena's retelling of stories was kind of fun, you know, because no matter what, he always had like this kind of certain way of talking or whatever, and he kind of does the same thing again. He comes back as Luis. And he doesn't have as many stories, but this, I believe, is just one. But still, that one I thought was pretty funny. Because especially when, well, again, I'm not going to say it, but, but I really liked it. I really liked the, you know, the reintroduction of these characters, the continuity, you know, with the story, um, the way it fits in, you know, the, the, this, you know, the repercussions of other films on this, you know, because if you remember, you know, I guess this is a spoiler, um, so if you don't want to know, just fast forward a few seconds, but just saying Civil War, right? He fought in Civil War, Captain America Civil War, more specific, the film, and um, there's repercussions to his actions there. And as a matter of fact, it's, it's actually uh, spoken about quite frequently in this film. Um, not too, too much, but just enough to kind of be like, oh, hey, they're referencing that old, the, the other film, right? So that's pretty cool. Um yeah, and we also get, you know, like I said, Hope Van Dyne. And Hope Van Dyne does come back. And at the end of the first Ant-Man film, again, spoiler if you haven't seen it, but uh, you see that Hope Van Dyne gets a suit, right? She gets, finally gets the Wasp suit. And in this one, um, again, shouldn't be much of a, um, a spoiler only because it's been in the trailer like crazy. But yeah, she actually dons a suit and she shrinks, she goes back into, into regular size, she has wings, she's a wasp, yeah. And honestly, it's, I thought it was one of the cooler parts of the, of the film, her and, and Ant-Man kind of teaming up and stuff like that, which is pretty awesome. Um, definitely something that I would have normally seen in a comic and instead I saw it live action, which is always great. So yeah, so for me, my pros were the 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 villain quote-unquote villain <laughs> um the reintroduction of the characters the fact that we got another story from louise um i loved evangeline Lilly's part as hope van dyne um and also i mean it's not uh, a spoiler but because there is a poster of it online so as part of the marketing michelle pfeiffer's in the film and she plays janet van dyne Again, I'm not going to go into specifics, but I thought it was pretty cool how they kind of introduced her. 
Now, let's now segue into the cons. So for me, the cons were more um, that the it was somewhat of a misdirect because in the marketing, you kind of see that um, Ghost is the villain. Now, like I said, she is, but she really isn't. So it's kind of like, eh, you kind of got to make heads or tails of it, I guess. But really, the only real villain of the film um, really was the person who was kind of like interweaving in, in, in some of the some of the conflict um, played by Walton Goggins uh, his character Sonny Birch I, I, you know again I won't go too too much but I, I thought he you know he was he was an okay villain but I guess um, because it was a superhero film I guess I was thinking more of that ooh like the, who, who's ghost like I want to see what this per you know who this person is why, why is she you know going after Ant-Man and the Wasp and, <laughs> and stuff like that but you know, uh, I guess that slight misdirect, I guess, I guess I'd say it's a bit of a con. It's, it's not too much of a con because I still like the character overall. Um, and also, um, Lawrence Fishburne is Dr. Bill Foster. If you know who that character is, uh, that character is Goliath in the comics. And I was, I was hoping that he would play more of an integral role. Although he did, um, to an extent, I really wish they would have played a uh, more of another role, like as, as Goliath, but again, you know, I, I don't think he was really misused. I, I really, I think the reason why they kind of introduced him into this world was so that eventually they could probably use him as Goliath, or maybe you know another something something else maybe down the road, which would be kind of nice. I hope this is not a throwaway character um, because you know um, he is pretty much not in the entire film, but in, in part of the film, which I, I liked Lawrence Fishburne in it. Um, and the chemistry that he had with, with the rest of the actors in, in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, that being said, let us go to the, my final thoughts. So, would I recommend the film? Yeah, I would recommend the film. I think it's another great installment in the franchise. I think it definitely deserves to be um, considered a, a, a good sequel for Ant-Man. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp just kind of takes it up a notch. Um, like I said, we kind of get introduced to Hope, um, not Hope, uh, Janet Van Dyne. Uh, we kind of get to see now the quantum realm. And if, you know, even the way it looks, and I mean, we kind of saw it a little bit in Ant-Man. But the quantum realm seems to be kind of like the negative zone-ish of uh, the Marvel, Cin you know, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, which, you know, if the whole Disney-Fox merger goes through completely, and we get these characters, who's to say they won't come out come through out through the uh, quantum realm? You know, and being that Avengers 4 does come out in less than a year, um, at this point, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the quantum realm. You know, what, what, you know, what things maybe get pulled out from the quantum realm. Or get brought into the quantum realm. We, we don't know, right? I mean, it'll happen in Avengers 4. And hopefully, you know, um, it'll be as great as Infinity War. And as great as in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, I guess that's something we're just going to have to see. But yes, I would recommend the film. <clears throat> if you haven't seen it, buy your tickets. Um, just to throw out there. Not that I'm getting paid by them or anything. But just throwing out. You know, especially if you have an AMC movie theater next to you. Especially if you're an AMC Stubbs member, you get $5 Ticket Tuesdays. And they've extended that courtesy not only um, at, at the box office, but now you can purchase them online too. So 
especially if you're not doing anything on a Tuesday or you're on vacation with your kids or whatever the case is, fight all the Tuesdays. I'm just throwing that out there. It's actually pretty cool, you know. Anyway, so now I would like to give my score. So the score I like to give for this film is a 8 out of 10. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of BQMO Reviews. I have another review coming up shortly. Um, so just stay tuned for that. All right, guys. Thanks for, for listening. Bye-bye.